During World War II, this ship saw countless battles and didn't receive any major damage. But during its tenure, at least 200 soldiers died on board. For our Halloween special, we are visiting what is now a floating museum said to be full of ghosts, the USS Hornet. This is Red Web. Task Force, welcome back to a very special episode of Red Web, our third Halloween special. If you're listening to us, come on over to YouTube if you want to have that full video podcast experience. I am your resident mystery enthusiast and ghost uh, fanatic, Trevor Collins. Joining me on this special occasion, Alfredo Diaz and the man in the chair, Christian Young. Hello, hello. Enjoy it while you can, Task Force. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) lights are on right now. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy it while you can, because you got me out for another one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And And I'm not happy about it. We're already hearing just like stuff down there, just the natural noises of like being here. Well, that's a plane. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's called a plane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We came in on that one. (laughs) That's not natural. (laughs) Yeah. This will probably be one of the most unique locations that we ever do. We are on a ghost ship. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Interestingly enough, yeah, you said no, like, visible damage to the ship. Oh, yeah. This 200 is... people have passed away. Yep. I'm going to assume it's, like, natural illnesses whatnot. There might be some, like, some some tough deaths in there. Um, but I'm curious to see exactly... More so than any other episode, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what's in this ship because I'm on this ship. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and I will say, I made the very bad mistake of watching Ghost Ship last week. Why did that, you watch that I, last week? You knew I we just, would be I, here. I, you know, I watched for, uh, 13 Ghosts and it said, I want the said similar movies. And I clicked on it and I was like, oh. And then I, then I went, oh, no. That's the one where... Yeah, everyone's gone. Everyone. Is that the one with the the piano wire? Yup. Yes. That's that one? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flicks through a crowd of dancers. There was a wire on the top deck. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully nothing like that happens to us here um, because we won't be dancing and there's no pianos. But uh, we did, Christian and I, kind of go through the ship. There's a lot of uh, incredible spots that we're going to investigate on the aft end of this. So we're going to do the whole podcast, talk about the history of this ship, talk about a lot of the common ghost sightings that people experience on this ship. And then uh, we're going to close down, do a separate video where we do the investigation. We take you right on in there. There's plenty of spaces where you and I are going to be investigating together. We're going to get the SLS camera out. We're going to do some auto riding. We're going to get all sorts of tech out. And then one of our brave souls that rhymes with Drado (laughs) might do some... Drado. (laughs) Drado. (laughs) Not even clever. Is, uh, is maybe going to be brave enough to do an isolation challenge. Nah. And there's a lot of incredible isolation spots. So maybe we'll just keep it going like a montage. Or <laughs> maybe do like a group one that we did last time. And we're all within 10 feet of each other. And that way I could see everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be within 10 feet through very thick walls. Yeah. True. So we might as well not be there. But uh, this is our third Halloween special. Super stoked to be doing another ghost hunt. If you guys are enjoying this kind of thing, please let us know. Because uh, we would love to maybe do not just Halloween specials. 
fingers crossed. If it's in the cars, I don't know, but uh, we would love to do more, right, Fredo? I mean, I mean Dredo. It, t- it takes me a year to muster up the courage to do this once a year. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, you're you gonna know. do a lot of mustering, like you know, do some like send your energy, like spirit bomb style, I over just, to Fredo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm he just can muster in, in the thick of it now. Yeah. All right, Christian. Any final words before we dive into the history? Uh, to help further set the mood, do we want to say that when we were walking through the ship with our guide, we already heard things? Oh yeah, we like weren't the ship sure we heard things, like the ship saw things. things and like we weren't the sure ocean. we could yeah, determine yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. There was a part of the ship where we were below sea level, and I did not like that part. Yeah, oh, we were like seven this. decks down. Yeah. Regardless of it being dark and possibly like haunted, that's just... I was not a fan a of that scary. part of the tour. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little scary. <laughs> so right now, we are just below... This is an aircraft carrier. We are just below the very top surface where all the aircraft would take off and land. We are kind of where a lot of aircraft would be stowed away, away from the elements, and then are elevated up to the surface. But right now, as I mentioned, it is a museum, and so we're sitting around a lot of the fantastic pieces. There's an Apollo 1 capsule that they used for i'm jumping some of the guns but i'm just very stoked to be here uh that capsule was used as an exercise to practice for the apollo 11 capsule i'll get into all that good stuff but uh i got a special treat for that later on oh, i bet you do <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i brought i brought a treat <laughs> and a plan okay we're not going home empty-handed we don't normally let the spirits come home with us but if the circumstances are right we might. All right, He's let's a dive ghost in. Ghostbuster now. <laughs> that makes me very glad I'm not on the same flight as you going home. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have to tuck it into your bag. <laughs> All right, here we go. In 1940, three Essex-classed aircraft carriers were ordered by the Navy, including this, the USS Hornet. Now, it wasn't until November 29th, 1943, that the USS Hornet was commissioned. Its whole number is CV-12. That'll be important because there's a lot of CV numbers out there. Uh, This ship actually inherited the name Hornet from a long line of other Hornets. After its predecessor in particular, the CV-8, which was the seventh Hornet, uh, it was sunk in the Battle of Santa Cruz in 1942. The name then passed on to this ship-to-be. It wasn't existent yet, but uh, it had a project name essentially, and then they said, well, since this Hornet is now gone, let us pass it on to CV-12. Now, the Hornet, as I mentioned, is an Essex-class aircraft carrier, and it once carried a hundred fighter planes on board. I mean, this place is huge, but a hundred? hundred. Let me break it down. There was 27 fighters. Let me guess how... We're taking the gander here. Now, we got all the lights off. We got lights on us so you can see, but outside of this immediate frame, it is pitch dark. It's very dark. Shane, you want to whiz them around and give them a... We walked a good length of it. I mean, I, I guess. Yeah. I just, that's that's a lot. How does... All right. Go for it. All right. <laughs> Dumb question. How does a ship like this float? <laughs> I'll be honest. Just, you know, the when, answer, you really, when you really think about it. The answer is frustratingly simple. It's just buoyancy. But when, buoyancy, you, right? but when yeah, you, okay. you feel this thing and you knock on like, doors and move stuff... It's all solid metal. Yeah. Yeah, no, this thing's a brick. That's wild. It is pretty wild. Um, yeah, it's uh, 37,000 tons, this ship, just so you know. But in particular, it carried 100 fighter planes. 27 of those were fighters. 
37 dive bombers, 18 torpedo bombers, three observation and two utility aircraft, as well as 21 spare aircraft. You know, just, just your run of the mill backup 21 aircraft. Well, I mean, I guess like in, in the case of like, uh, you know, attack on like native soil, whatnot, mm -hmm. you just gotta be ready to just Absolutely. let it rip. Yep. Yeah. Or, or as you kind of were uh, guesstimating, if some damage were to happen, maybe not to the ship, but to the aircraft up top, you want to still make sure that you can have full squadrons and, and back up in case engines go down or things get damaged. You know, all sorts of things can happen. Now, I mentioned the weight, but its overall length is 872 feet or 266 meters with a full load. Uh, when it's fully loaded, that's when it's 37,000 tons. It's about the length of three football fields, to put it into sports perspective. We've been okay. yeah, watching yeah. some some games here. Yeah, we're watching the Jets and Buffalo play. Mm -hmm. um, that's lengthy. Yeah. I mean... I see it, though. I guess, yeah. I mean, if... Yeah, I mean, if those that last row of flags back there is the back end, then... Yeah. How many football passes would it take you to get to the end from one end? Um... I don't know. I was throwing like one. six. <laughs> <laughs> you were one, a QB though, right? One hope and a dream. I, I could throw like 60. I was like way, way back in that. Yeah, but now you got you got juiced up now guns. Well, now it's like 20. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's a strong 20. That's a these, perfect these, spiral. These joints are creaked up and honest. <laughs> For those 20, it's a bullet. It's, <laughs> it is a yeah. tight pass. Um, all right. So during the Hornets' service, it had a crew of 3,400 people. Dang. A lot of people, many decks. As you kind of gathered, as you guys were setting up all the tech, Christian and I were running around for about two hours as we saw all the various hot spots. Was it two hours? That felt like forever. Yeah. I will say, yeah, too, long though, like, there, you get, there are some towns smaller than that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually a lot larger than I thought it would be. I feel like I... I feel like I could have existed on this ship mm -hmm. and still not know who everyone was. Probably. feels kind of weird. I feel like I could have existed on this ship and not known where I was. Yes. As soon as I went downstairs, Chris and I were both turned around immediately. Yep. And See, so we that's just the part I don't like. One flight of stairs, we went, nah, we're lost. Yeah. Tour guide, please guide us. Yeah. We just followed the property manager as we were kind of like, just uh, help us. We're yeah. Just we're trust. Lost. And at Absolutely. one point, we tried to just walk off on our own. We were. She was like, oh, right, yeah. let's go back upstairs. And we just started to walk in. The one like, well, chance. Actually, why are we doing this? Right. We don't know where we're going. The one time <laughs> we were like, I think we know where we're going. We, it was the wrong so, way. Yep. Are there like tight corridors and like doors that are like mm -hmm. ajar? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. Come on. We're going to be slouch central. Why? Why? We could have closed the doors. Mm. No. I mean, like, mm. Tight no. corridors, low ceilings. You're going to do a lot of ducking. Well, when you step through the door, pick your feet up, too. Yep. Because it's like, you know, in the movies when it's like an oval door. Yeah. And then you have the step. The step. Yeah. Okay. Because the thing is, we've done haunts and like, um, you know, abandoned hospitals and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they'll just be like, okay, these rooms are sectioned off. You can't actually go in them. So is there a lot of rooms that are just open? There's a lot of rooms that are just open. I don't like that. It's not like decrepit <laughs> falling apart, right, exactly, but it is yeah, more yeah. like Which there's why they're open. There are things and tools. But it's and, just like, you know, when when it's like kind of like boarded up and you go, okay, less likely, at least if something comes through. Yeah. I, I, I hear, I'll hear a crash, it'll be a warning. If I'm just walking, because now I'm imagining just walking through a hallway and there's just like voids next to me as I go. Oh, and yeah. I don't like that. Oh, many. Yeah. In front of you, behind you, yeah. all around. It's yeah. uh, 
There are so many long corridors down there. Yeah. I try to take photos of them, and it just doesn't translate. No, and it won't translate in the video, but, yeah. you know, you hope you're along for the ride. We'll start really. recording these in VR. We can get that tech, right? <laughs> Somebody contact uh, Microsoft or someone. All right, so this ship has been in countless battles in World War II, in particular uh, in the Pacific. And it was considered especially lucky, as you kind of noted, since the Hornet survived 59 air attacks without any serious damage from bombings or torpedoes. Obviously, since it's still afloat. Um, so it took damage, but nothing right. too serious as to take it out of commission. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. The odds of that just seem so slim. But then again, you have to, I don't know the exact ratio of how many, like, how large the fleet was and the size of the attack from from the air or whatnot. So. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, also though, like torpedoes, big bombs, but these holes are genuinely thick. Like just knocking around this place. I've never, I don't know if I've ever touched metal this thick. It's, it's otherworldly. Yeah. The size of it, the thickness, all of that. Now it was later involved in returning troops back home to the U.S. during World War II in Operation Magic Carpet. Oh. oh I like that name. <laughs> Swinging them on home. Now, the Hornet was decommissioned after World War II and was subsequently recommissioned four and a half years later. In the 1960s, the Hornet rescued, actually, the Apollo 11 and 12 astronauts when their command modules splashed down in the Pacific. They were the ones who were on site in 1969 to fish them up out of the water and then make sure they were all safe. In fact, I think it's just barely in frame, but that's what that trailer, that airstream back there is. Uh, I don't know if they had it on the ship um, when they picked them up, but basically right. those are what the astronauts that was were the quarantine to. zone. Exactly. So. See, but, like that one, that's mm -hmm. awesome because mm -hmm. it's just being repurposed for something completely different, right? Um, two, still wouldn't want to be on that ship. I don't know what they're coming back with. <laughs> right? Come on! You don't know. You can't guarantee me they're not coming back with something from First space, man okay? on the moon? You can't. He could come back with moon goblins. I have, you have no idea. I don't know. No idea. That's a very valid point. <laughs> like, I haven't thought about that at all. Do I believe, I mean, I've said it a ton of times, do I believe that like there are hyper-intelligent beings out there in the universe? Not necessarily. Yes. But do I think that we are the only ones out yes. there capable no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love having a camera so I can spike a lens. <laughs> no, for sure. No, exactly. And that's why they had the quarantine zone because like, yeah, it might seem silly, but you just don't know. You just don't know. What's on the other side? You have no idea. Right. And I'm also just a huge fan of this little factoid because Apollo 11 going to space. I'm a space boy. Neil Armstrong both went to Purdue. Boiler up. Love it. Um, but getting back to the situation at hand now, during the USS Hornet's tenure, it was actually called the Grey Ghost. It is debated as to why, but my personal headcanon is that Neil Armstrong likes to visit, okay? He likes to haunt this place, much like you might haunt a hotel that you once stayed at. Why would I haunt a hotel that I once stayed at? It just seems so random. Listen, when you come tumbling in from space, I think you're going to remember the one that picked you up. That's true. Yeah, like a, like a, like a mother figure. At that point, it's like, are you walking around as a ghost in a spacesuit? That's a good question. Like, that's the thing, too. Or is he in there? The Airstream? Could be. That's, that's, the, that's the thing, too. Like, if you were to come back as a spectral entity, if that, if that is real and true and whatnot, mm -hmm. I mean, most likely would be the form that you have at the time of death. 
It depends right? on how what you believe, right? If it's yeah. an imprint of history, it could be various forms of you in various mm -hmm. locations. Um, if it is a conscious version of you, like a concentrated piece of energy, your spirit, perhaps, your soul, then maybe it changes with whatever your self-depiction is. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really interesting thought, though. Yeah. Uh, now, this ship is huge. As we've talked about, it's got a lot of ships. Excuse me. It's got a lot of aircraft on it. Um, I'm sure it could fit a few boats. But within it, there are bunk rooms, dining rooms, there's a sick bay, a movie room, a library, and there's even shops like a bakery, a cobbler, and a barber. So this thing is basically a city on water. It was moving. It's got it all. It's got everything. The Hornet was finally decommissioned on June 26, 1970, but before it was scrapped, a group called the Hornet Foundation saved it and made it into the museum that we're sitting in today. So instead of just like, I don't know, piecing it out for parts yeah. or dismantling it. Um, I like that. I like that it kind of stands as a memory to all the things it's done. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely a great choice to have historical pieces like this. I mean, how often do everyday folk get to walk on something like this? You know what I mean? Like, I never expected to be walking on a ship this big. I mean, oh my God. that yeah. was exciting in a way to just even go up the stairs. I'm like, I've, you see it in movies and yeah. film and you yeah. go, whoa, look at that. I mean, yeah, the moment of walking into this section of the ship and just seeing yeah. all the aircraft, like the helicopters, the planes, the capsules, it was just a cool moment of going, man, like we're, look at what yeah. we're able to yeah. do. This yeah. is so, this is such a cool opportunity. Like I've been on this earth for 34 years now. And this is the first time I've been on something like this. It's yeah. it's incredible. Like you said, you see it in movies. Yeah. You you see it in general. You're like aircraft carrier. Things land on it, and take mm -hmm. off from it, whatever. You see people do the go 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 top gear, yeah. top gun, top gun. Uh, kind of thing. Yes, sir. But then being on it, yeah, it's wildly different. And then being able to traverse all the different floors. Yeah. That's that, wild. That's a whole other like cool experience. Yeah. I think the only other aircraft carrier I know of and that I've been on is in New York. Oh, I don't even know which one that's called, but it's it's there. Um, it's the one that in I Am Legend, Will Smith is, oh, is hitting golf balls. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Oh, I think okay. it's got an SR seventy one on deck. So that was like an actual ship. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, eventually, in nineteen ninety one, this location was registered as a historic landmark, and today you can even visit the floating museum docked here in Alameda, California. It's where we are right now. They have exhibits on the Apollo splashdown, women in the military. They have a PTSD resource center, among many other things. And there are multiple planes on deck, as well as stowed away down below where we are. If you are so inclined, you can sign up to stay overnight for a history mystery tour, as they call it. But we will be spending our night investigating this location. I love that you can uh, actually, multiple Girl Scout troops have done the history mystery tour. Come on, man, don't tell me that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. And they've had so many experiences. <laughs> why is that Why is that a bad thing? Well, be, because, because then cut to the video where I'm terrified <laughs> out of my mind, okay? And you just told everyone that, you know, Girl Scout just be hanging out here. Yeah, hanging out, uh, braved up. Like it's a fun field trip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't intentional or anything. <laughs> Damn. 
Now, with the amount of time the ship has been at sea and facing battles, it is said that around 200 to up to 300 servicemen died aboard the Hornet, depending on the source that you look at. Some of these deaths were violent accidents due to propellers, exhaust, cable disasters, um, things of that nature. I mean, there's a lot of genuinely dangerous I mean, hardware and machines yeah. on this ship. We're going to bonk our head left and right. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest danger that we'll be facing, thankfully. But but otherwise, when this ship is in operation, right. there's like steam, wildly hot and invisible in one instance, and I'll get to it, but like pipe burst open, that thing blew someone's arm off. That's how hot and like pressurized it is. So it's a dangerous ship. Yeah, it almost feels like, in a sense, like a construction zone, right? Everyone's operating heavy machinery. There's a lot of big, huge moving parts. I mean, how is there not going to be things that break or malfunction right? and then just becomes this huge liability? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm very interested to see how it's going to be to maneuver because you have, I'm going to have to watch my step between between like doorways and then also kind of like crouch a little bit. Like you short kings got it made right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got Nick and Shane back behind the cameras. But um, yeah, I mean, there's like piping, there's vents, there's doorways, all sorts of things. So you're going to have to do your stretches later because your yeah. back is going to be a little rounded all night. Oof. Yeah. Now, reportedly, now this is a bit darker, but reportedly, probably due to its long tenure at sea and how many battles and interactions it saw, the USS Hornet had the highest rate of suicides during its run. And so that could also be part of the number of servicemen that have passed away on board. Now, the exact reason is unknown, though it is kind of estimated that the long deployment times could play into yeah. that. Uh, PTSD impacts on the morale and the mental health of the soldiers on board. And sadly, suicides continued to happen on this ship even after the Hornet was decommissioned. And so in that sense, it has a lot of negative energy in that sense if you know what i mean interesting i mean i'm assuming when it was decommissioned it was more stationary than anything and so there were still people on it i think yeah still operating it keeping yeah. it going keeping it like afloat i don't know exactly what happens after decommission mm -hmm. but it doesn't see active i almost action, right? wonder at that point like that it's kind of like the golden gate bridge mm -hmm. um you know, myself being born and raised here hearing a lot of like situations where people would want to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. I feel like it's almost one of those things where like you hear that people have done it. So then unfortunately it becomes this, this inspiration or like right. idea for others to, to continue. So I feel like, you know, while it's decommissioned, the seed is planted for other yeah. people like, well, this has happened here. And so like they're already in, yeah. know, in their mind, unfortunately. And the reason I talk about that is not the morbid angle of it all, but really because in the various episodes we talked about uh, the afterlife or the paranormal or ghost entities in general, they're usually centered around environments that have high emotional tolls or like uh, something just like extreme happening. And, and war is one of those very things, yeah. of course, but tragedy in general seems to be almost like a the magnet. catalyst. Yeah, for this kind, kind of, like of activity. Yeah. yeah. You don't really, you know, we don't, we're not out investigating at a Chuck E. Cheese. Right. You know, because it just, it's more laughter there. Right, <laughs> than, right. Than there is. Well, I've seen those animatronics. And those ball pits, right? There's, mm, yeah, they're shallow. Kind of gross when you like think back. <laughs> 
Now, with that said, that's kind of the history of the USS Hornet leading up to today. I want to talk about kind of, it's it's interesting, this location. There aren't, as we've done with the previous Halloween specials, you'll note that there are like named ghosts, specific people or entities that people see often. Instead, because of the number of sightings, these are more categorized in types and locations. Oh. So. Are we, are we talking about like. Hold on now. Because before we had like in different locations, we had like, mm-hmm. the, uh, was it Penhurst? We had like the King. Yeah, the King the was King. there. Yeah. Which, what a boiler room. Which, yeah. what a terrifying name. Right. First off, he was like the one evil entity, like the more aggressive of the entities yeah. there. Yeah. And, and so you're saying different types. So you're, are you saying not just ghosts? Like manifesting in different ways, but all essentially spirits. Okay. Yeah. We'll dive into it. We'll dive into it. Fall's that time of year when it feels like time just speeds up. There's too much to do and not enough time, and that makes it easy to fall into a recipe rut. But that's why HelloFresh is here with over 40 mouth-watering recipes every week. They do all that shopping and meal planning for you and send you pre-portioned ingredients with step-by-step recipes, no thinking required. HelloFresh has in-season farm-fresh ingredients that scream fall, including their limited-time fall flavors lineup, in the HelloFresh market. All their produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness. And because life can be hectic, they've even got quick and easy options, including 15-minute meals. HelloFresh is great for me. I'm in this state now in my life where I'm trying to take a big step with my health and my fitness. So I'm trying to eat five meals a day, cut my macros. And so having 15-minute meals that are good to go, healthy, I can count all the macros out. It's been fantastic, and HelloFresh is really keeping me on track for my fitness goals. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50RedWeb and use code 50RedWeb for 50% off plus free shipping. That's 50% off plus free shipping when you go to HelloFresh.com slash 50RedWeb and use code 50RedWeb. This episode of RedWeb is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know those moments when your brain's on a bit of a self-sabotage mission? You know what you should do? But it's like there's an invisible force stopping you. That's where therapy comes into play. It's like having your own personal detective for your mind. They help you uncover what's been lurking in the shadows and holding you back. If you're considering giving therapy a shot, try BetterHelp. They're entirely digital, which makes it super convenient, flexible, and perfect for fitting into your schedule. All you do is fill out a quick questionnaire, and they'll match you up with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time, and it won't cost you a single extra penny. I mean, therapy is just good to have in your life that you always will want and will need someone to talk to. And having a licensed professional kind of help diagnose the problems and the issues and the emotions that you're feeling. I mean, everyone needs that in their life. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RedWeb today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Red Web. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that knows how to make top-notch products. Gear up for days outside with quality shades built to last. Our friends over at Shady Rays provide premium polarized shades in all kinds of styles. Their frames are built to be super durable and perfect for all your outdoor adventures. Plus, Shady Rays has a wild protection plan. Every pair comes with lost and broken replacements. So if you accidentally lose or break your shades, even on day one, they'll hook you up with a brand new pair, no questions asked. And let me tell you, 
It is brand new pair, no questions asked. A good friend of mine went to the beach uh, past a couple weeks ago and while boogie boarding, a wave hit his face and boom, his shady ray sunglasses were gone into the ocean. That being said, it's just like they say, lost and broken replacements, no questions asked, brand new pair, boom, right to his door. He was hooked up and it was strutting his new shades in no time. Exclusively for task members, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code REDWEB for 50% off two or more pairs of Polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. As you can imagine, with the sheer amount of deaths and high emotions felt on board the USS Hornet, it is no surprise that many consider this ship to be extremely haunted. Um, people who visit the Hornet have reported seeing shadow people, lights turning on and off, doors opening and closing, hatches banging, uh, this eerie sense of being followed. You, have you ever felt that when you're like in the woods or just somewhere and you're like, someone's watching me right now? I kind of want to know now, like the science when you're just in a dark place and you're terrified and you just kind of get like the goosebumps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? I think it's self-preservation. It's <laughs> evolution. It's like when you're on a ski lift and your and your knees start sense. It's knocking your spider together. Sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got spidey sense. Something's terrifying. It's, it's right called now. being scared, but yeah. I got spidey yeah. sense. <laughs> I get the sensation that I'm afraid. Yeah. No, I do. I do actually wonder what that science might be. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I feel like I just need to stay away from the both y'all. Mm, like Shane, mm. Shane and I can go off. What? Because well, I mean, we're the we, magnets, we've Christian. Did, we've done two ghost hunts. Unfortunately, we've done two ghost hunts. Shane and I, we're cool. Everything's fine. You guys come back. Go. We heard this. We saw this. This happened. Yeah. Uh, like, we heard so many voices and sounds. A growl at Penhurst. Yeah. Yeah. We got none of that. So we. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're batting Are 0 you for sure? 2. We're happy about Shane's that. Shane's been well, doing Sh this stuff. He sees stuff. Well, whenever, Shane, he, listen, whenever, well, whenever he's filming me and he kind of he, he goes like silently, he like lifts up the camera, looks under it and goes, I go, oh, he's seeing something. He's hearing something. You haven't Shane has experienced some stuff, but I think it's mostly when we're in a group together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll swap. We'll see if that. The oh, yeah, maybe no, no, maybe it's all no, Christian. No. Don't bring it to you. No, the teams are already drafted. <laughs> Shane, we're gonna have an easy night. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, people report hearing uh, not only just like seeing shadow people and things. Um, they they report hearing things like voices. Oh, cold breeze that That's is outside. Right, chilly uh, breeze. Woof. They report hearing voices both with their ears, but also through EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. An interesting note, just like a little side tangent, as we were walking the property, I say property, as we were walking the <laughs> ship, there was a light on in a place that it shouldn't have been on. Like I forgot about that. Wait, yeah. what? We need <laughs> like, we need to ask security if that was if they left if they that forgot on. it. Yeah, because someone left that on. Someone left that because on. <laughs> the guide, someone left the guide was saying that I mean everything else around it was off, and she was like, "Well, normally security comes down and turns these off, so it's mm -hmm. weird that they they're just on." And it was one room that had that they, light on. They just forgot this. It time. was like three floors down, surrounded by floors and rooms that were all off. Yeah. This just one. Room. Also, that just sounds terrifying. One room. Yeah. See yeah. It was the operation room. Had the light on. Yeah. It was like beckoning. No, no, no. Someone, someone the lit room. There's like a gurney in there. <laughs> someone, someone left that on. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Look at him wafting the energy <laughs> away. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing my hands. <laughs> now, Steve Jackson, one of the Hornets caretakers, told Calvert Connect, a blog for California veterans. 
that they have learned the names of a few of the ghosts, quote, but only the first names. Christian, I, we don't have it in the outline, but I'm curious, did he ever reveal those names or was it a privacy thing that he kept them back? Not that we could find. Gotcha. I, I, I don't know what the reasoning may have been for why it, it wasn't revealed, but no, we couldn't find any okay. information on who the ghosts were, who their, what their backstories were, anything yeah. like that. I'm just very curious. If you could like, if you heard a name like Robert, it's only one name, and of course there was like 3,400 people here, mm -hmm. but I'm curious if you could like look at the logs and see like, Pinpoint, were they yeah. here? Did they pass away on ship, et cetera? But, uh, but this is where we get to the three different types of ghosts people have very frequently encountered on this ship. Oh, man. I've only thought about one type of ghost. Just a ghost. Just a regular <laughs> Let's broaden those horizons. <laughs> Three types. Let's, let's, let's expand the definition. So the first type is the residual ghost, where spirits seem to repeat actions from the past, very similar to the stone tape theory. The stone okay. tape theory is kind of what we've talked about before, but it's essentially suggesting that ghosts are similar to recordings that they kind of replay yeah, their like behaviors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the behaviors that they did, whether it's moving things around or the emotions, whether it be sometimes you hear a yell or uh, that's been reported on this ship, mm -hmm. uh, things of that nature, um, the high level things that people do kind of conveying through time. It's not going to be, it's probably going to be something that's, if I do see an echo, there's something that creeps you out. It's never like, I don't know, an echo of the person stubbing their toe on the ship or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, it wouldn't. It's, oh, that like, would really hurt. Ah, ah. It's Why like, am I six four on this be ship? Or it's just like, <laughs> just be someone walking through doorways and it's just. Yeah, I love being 5'2". This, this ship is great. <laughs> yeah. I've never hit my head. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next type is very interesting. The intelligent type of ghost oh, that are God. able to move objects and somewhat kind of communicate with the living. People have very, like I said, very frequently uh, heard voices. Christian and I are a kid, like very familiar with, with that. Unfortunately. But a lot of things get moved on this ship. And I had to ask, because we will get into like the debunking when we investigate. I asked, um, now I know this is a ship and I know it's heavy, but does it list at all? Is there any rocking because it is still afloat? And they were like, no, this ship is like very stable because of how heavy it is. Yeah. Really the only listing it does is when they move planes around and it kind of- Distributes some of the weight around. Changes the center, right? Okay. So, but it keeps that list. So if it changes by three degrees, it'll just stay at that new listing three degrees. The next type is the visiting ghost. Those who come to the ship in their life, I guess these would be people, not mm -hmm. ghosts at first, but people that came to the ship in their lifetime that didn't stay permanently. And this is theorized to be why women's voices can often be heard throughout the ship, oh. despite usually being crewed by all men. That's an interesting... Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's also why Neil Armstrong, in my professional opinion, is here with us right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're going to piggyback off of. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. it is. Jillian okay. gave me the research and grounding, and I <laughs> filled in the gaps. I'll, I'll be honest. I feel like because I know that, you know, like any location that we visit, but more so this one, that's just dangerous, like to be like, oh, I'm scared, and then just go bolting into the darkness. I feel like I'm going to just go into a default mode of, mm -hmm. like, if I hear stuff, I'm like, come on, man, stop talking to me. Like, I was yeah. still, can, we, can we not? Can yeah. we just, just come not on. now? Not come right on. Now. Maybe, maybe, like, another time. Like, <laughs> maybe later. I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> that was civil conversation. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he, you just hear the EVP back, and it's just like, please, no, please talk to me. Like, Come on, bro. Not right now. Not right now. On the moon. I'm let's, right here. Let's just keep it chill. <laughs> that reminds me of a video that I recently resaw, just rediscovered online, and it is a found footage, a legitimate found footage of somebody recording on an old VHS tape as they were in the Paris catacombs. And they're kind of meandering lost. And at some point, they, they think they heard something, but suddenly they just started sprinting. Again, this is all caught on VHS. And they're just sprinting left and right and turning randomly and going left and right and center. And then eventually they drop the camera. It oh. lands kind of like near a puddle. And like you just see them continuing to take off down the tunnel. And that person... I think it's still unknown who it was, but either way, yeah, they were, that person was never found and the, and the camera was eventually found and the tape just recorded until it finished and the camera just went until it died. Oh man, that's like some wreck type stuff. And I watched that too last week. You watched all all of them. (laughs) I watched wreck one and two and then I saw video synopsis of the other two. Yeah. Yeah. So you just reminded me of that when you said, oh, if I see something, I might go bolting. I'm like, if you go bolting, you're going to get lost and they're then they're going to corner you and then you'll have a conversation. It'll be great. Now, while this whole ship, all of these encounters kind of sound super spooky, it is worth knowing that most of the ghosts on the Hornet are considered to be kind and even helpful. Oh, thank God. When when they were talking about turning lights on and off, that's usually, uh, usually things are turned off, right? Um, to like, hey, lights out, that's a standard for not only for when this was in tenure, but also just in general, like what they do when mm-hmm. tourists aren't coming by. Um, there was actually a longtime staff member, Bill Fee, who told KALW, a public radio station here in San Francisco, about a story involving similar physical or spectral activity here on the ship. So as the story goes, one Friday night around 2.30 a.m., Fee went to bed alone, did not bother with turning the light on for, or turning on the safety lights to be succinct. He woke up uh, to the sound of one clicking on one of these safety lights and then another, and then another, and then another, until they were all on. The lights, tsh, 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 one after the other after the other, and they were all on. And Fee told KALW that he did not feel scared uh, as the ghosts were veterans of the ship. It, sen- it essentially just felt to him that they were trying to help by offering the safety lights to make sure that he was in a safer environment so he mm-hmm. could actually have visibility. And I do like that. I do appreciate a helpful ghost. See, that I do like mm-hmm. because... Again, this is the, the third time we've been on location, mm-hmm. and I've never, we haven't come across like nice ghosts. Right. Or like primarily nice ghosts. They've usually been neutral or in right. the sense of king, or sense an of, aggro, or like a kind of aggro. Mm-hmm. That being said, again, I messed up by watching Ghost Ship last week. (laughs) And, you know, the the dude Uh was, uh um, you know, okay, well, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, it was Yang's love interest in the earlier Uh season. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay, all right, hold on. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Nick behind the scenes. He's in that movie, and he's following one of the singers that was a ghost, and then she led him to an elevator shaft, and he fell over. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Didn't he fall through her? He he did. Yeah. He did. Seduced by a ghost. He was seduced. Don't catch me being seduced by a spectral entity. <laughs> now, visitors and museum staff have said that items have been moved and knocked around almost on a daily basis uh, in this location. So, so you know how we had that case file episode where mm. we went through a bunch of, like, haunted footage online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and my default was fish line everywhere. Fish line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so my like way of reasoning with it was fish line. <laughs> yeah. So then if something moves for our video, that's what someone else is going to do to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> like must fish line. fish line. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I don't know what I'll do if we catch something moving. Um, I'm not going to catch it. I'll tell you that much. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's not going to catch it because you've been really, too busy here. Well, like, I like that they got really good reflexes. I ain't going to catch that. I'm going to dodge that. <laughs> I'm going to dodge it. I'm going to try to break its ankles. I'm He's going to hear something <laughs> clamor onto the ground and he's going to be, I'm going to look up and he's already going to be a blur down the hallway. Yeah. Now, it seems that many ghosts continue to do chores like like the, uh, the stone tape theory, right? Oh. Do chores from their time and service on the Hornet. One popular ghost, the fly boy, happily talks presumably to other spirits while opening and closing some of the hatches. Dog. Once a volunteer paused while painting and came back to find that their work was finished uh, and no one else was around on that level to have done the work. This isn't the first time that an actual tool has been used on the walls and left with no trace of another person. Can you imagine like the value if you're actually able to prove that this painting was half done by a ghost right a spectral entity you're like captain i finished painting the wall but actually it wasn't me i did it a little bit then i honestly i slacked off and, and then it was done yeah. the captain goes yeah i, I did that for you <laughs> <laughs> no that'd be cool though yeah have a ghost to help me paint my walls yeah. just saying bring one home fredo one of the Hornet Foundation founders, Bob Rogers, told Oakland Magazine that while going down the ladder to the main control engineering room, someone in a khaki uniform with dark hair was descending below him. Quote, then I went right on down to the engineering space. No one was there. Why? That's a confined space. What? When you go below decks, you can't go through. There are no doors. You can only continue down through compartments that are stacked below you. You can't go forward or aft or across. Basically... Each of the levels are kind of confined in their pockets. Right. And so if he's going down and he knows no one's there, there's no room for someone to have gotten into the engineering room, mm -hmm. been present, and then backed out again. So the fact that he saw somebody, he's kind of unable to figure out what he may or may not have seen, if not for a ghost. I think that, that that's going to be, because, um, you know, we did um, the hospital. I always forget the name. Yorktown Memorial. Yorktown. There it is. Um, and that had a church in it. So that was like, to me, the one interesting The birth aspect. of baby hands. Uh, that mm -hmm. was the birth of baby hands. We saw the little, like, little hands. Um, and then Penthurst had the underground tunnels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for me here, we'll find a location. But I think one of the big things that I'm not even thinking about, it's just the way we're going to traverse, which is, I guess, up and down ladders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very see. steep. Yeah. yeah, it is an awkward experience. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> one one of my knees is already feeling a little wobbly just from doing it all. Yeah. I'm like, stay with me just for the night. Come on. <laughs> Keep it up. Well, well, that's just the, you know, like, I guess, again, my, my mind wanders. Like, I get bolt down a hall. You can only go so fast up a ladder. You know what I mean? Like, you can go as fast as you possibly can. You get to the ladder, you got to slow down a little bit. Then you got to, like, crawl your way up. Oh. That's how you get pulled down. That's like that's like when you were a kid and you had nightmares and you couldn't run. You could only crawl super slow. And then you mm -hmm. hit the stairs and you start going up and you're like, oh, my God, whatever it is that's chasing me is right behind me. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Now, there are many locations around this ship that some say are more active than others. Don't worry, Task Force. We'll make sure he goes to every single one of them uh, because we looked at basically some of the hottest spots um, and they're good. 
There are a few. They're good. There are a plenty. And yeah. there are several isolation locations. The potential abounds. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the boiler room, this is where I want to talk about, like, specific locations. Okay. We're not going to go to all of these, nor okay, am shit. I giving an exhaustive list of locations. These are just some of the very popular ones. So in the boiler room, a crewman once, uh, this is actually the story I mentioned earlier, once lost his arm in an accident when a steam pipe is said to have burst um, and severed his arm from his torso. And it, this person is said to still haunt the space that he uh, was in. The engine can be heard when he is active, because otherwise the engines don't run. Uh, Dan Brisker was working as a machinist aboard the Hornet from 1965 through 1969, and he says that he heard someone working in the firebox overnight while he was supposed to be keeping watch. Now, that would be abnormal because mm -hmm. he was the one keeping watch. There wasn't somebody supposed to be in there. But as he walked over to check, he heard someone scraping paint. But as he got closer, not only was there no one there, the paint scraper dropped out of the air and hit the ground. Oh, that's a very vivid experience. Absolutely. And so basically, like, he wasn't just hearing a sound. He knew the cause of it and also saw no sight of anybody around and was supposed to be essentially alone. When he looked inside the firebox, the scraper was on the floor. And like I said, no one was around. On the flight deck, many full-bodied apparitions have been seen. Countless people have reported sightings of ghosts in their dress whites or their long navy peacoats. Uh, many others have seen headless ghosts near the catapult, likely from real world accidents yeah. involving the cables that are up there obviously mm -hmm. planes coming and going cables moving a lot it's a very, around high velocity absolutely it's very dangerous on deck now reportedly there is still uh, the ghost of a captured japanese soldier in the brig on the flight deck oh. but we won't be going there uh, i think it's a smaller room and yeah. it's usually and we also won't be able to go up on the actual flight deck itself but uh visitors have reported uh, a negative energy around that particular spot. It might be mm. one of the only spots on the ship that is considered to be negative or even potentially aggressive, just this location. Some have claimed that people have experienced things thrown at them while in this brig. On the said nice ghost, though. Said nice ghost. Well, this this person was also a prisoner. So uh, you're true. I guess I don't blame them for feeling a little antagonistic. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, regarding the situation. So that's been the flight deck. Okay. Moving down a deck below us onto the second deck where the crew bunks are, many have seen, again, a lot of paranormal activity. During the Hornet's tenure, there was a strict rule about lights out at a certain time. When visitors stay overnight in modern times, this rule is still enforced. A group of Girl Scouts actually staying in the sleeping quarters experienced this when they were using reading lights at night. Lights out happened. They were all still using their reading lights. And uh, they kept them on, right? Until suddenly, sometime after Lights Out was called, all of their lights turned off all at the same time, inexplicably. Yeah, see, I don't know, man. The ghosts are messing around with a bunch of innocent Girl Scouts. Who am I to not, to not feel something? <laughs> you think their lights went out and then they just went, time for bed? <laughs> Your light goes out and you go, I'm gone. I'm gone. No, no. I will not, I will, I'm, I'll let you guys, I'll let the audience know, task okay. force right now. Yeah. Okay. There will, there will not be me experiencing a second thing. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, a second <laughs> thing. There's, there's a one There is a done. first. There's a first. 
and Alas. Okay? And they're this they're one and the same. There is no <laughs> there is no second experience, okay? <laughs> That's awesome. Whew. All right. So the last location we're going to talk about, and then we'll start uh, winding down and taking okay. this over to our investigation, uh, is the medical bay and the burn unit. They're still considered to be especially haunted. Former patients can be seen here resting and undergoing surgery. Witnesses claim that sometimes a gray mist emanates around the x-ray. Some tourists have even reported feeling someone trying to help them while they're laying or at least visiting in the sick bay area. Now, Mike Gordon, who was a museum docent, told KALW that um, once while walking into the sick bay, he stopped and felt that he suddenly couldn't move any further. So again, just a tip of the iceberg as far as actual experiences, stories shared, and locations on this vessel. There are so many more hot spots yeah. that I'm very eager to take you to. See, see, that one hits a little close to home because we, you know, we did an episode about sleep paralysis and we, you know, Christian, we, we talked about how we have very, have a long history with Very it. harsh Gosh. experiences <laughs> with sleep paralysis. And so that just, that's just exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to investigate, go to a lot of spots. And like I said, we have a lot of tech. Christian, do you mind grabbing that SLS camera so we can show it? Because we've had it now for a while. We just haven't used it yet. That's the Xbox 360 camera. It is. To connect. It's because we're going to use the infrared cameras on it. And it's also got, like, I don't know the, the fancy tech behind it because I'm not well read. I mean, it, put it was lightly. a very... It, it basically utilizes the... the if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, mm -hmm. it basically utilizes the IR sensors in the Connect, And mm -hmm. so you're meant to capture whatever space you're aiming it at. Right. And it will be able to detect any movement by any um, humanoid figures. Yes. And it visualizes it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, is... I know the gaming terms of it. It tracks a person's body as they do things like Just Dance or right. yeah, whatever was, else. Yeah, I would be mm -hmm. dancing around and, and track so my body. The theory is that this could also pick up spectral entities, um, especially if they're in hum humanoid form. Yeah. And when it sees a person, it will put kind of a skeletal structure, like an outline of where they are. And as you move, it will do that. Yeah, that. Um, and yeah, and it's so... A, it's essentially capturing the raw input data. Yes. And just... Mm -hmm recording that and then visualizing if it thinks it sees a humanoid figure it will put one there and so the idea is hopefully we can use this to spot a humanoid figure and an entity somewhere on deck or on board and uh, and then to try to speak to it engage with it and see i've seen this used many different ways but sometimes this people is, say can you walk over here and then you can see this track the this is, figure across the room this is um this is they're a really cool device. I mean, you just have a hand rig, and mm -hmm. then you just have a connect, which is yeah, it's, it's got, all just, it's got the sensors on it. Yeah. Um, it tracks. That's what it that's what it did when it came out for the 360. And then you got a strap to kind of like a battery pack, and then on top of that, it's just a mount for a laptop, which is fantastic. Like so this, this is, is a little tablet, a yeah, cool piece of device. Yeah. Um, hope to see nothing on this. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really. Nothing. That's what I really. If want. I if if I can get one and done, I want it on that. I, it, this is just because cool it's a new toy. This, this, yeah. is, this is a new toy. It's a cool piece of tech. I mean, does it track? I'm assuming kind of like mocap, or it's just like yeah, a little bit points and lines where like limbs are and everything like that. Yeah, right? Shane's nodding. Yeah, 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 like a stick figure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah like kind of stick figure with like. It'll start the map yeah. out the butt. Whoa. It'll look like a stick figure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's... Okay. He'll tell us more about it offline, but but yeah, like it's essentially gonna like track a figure if there is one. Now, okay, so lots my of mind, my mind does this to me, okay? But okay, I'm what's, just thinking, what's your fear? I'm pointing this down a hallway and yep. I'm looking on this damn tablet because now this is, you know, you know what? Mm -hmm. I said for many episodes, right? I like tangible things. Yeah, you're gonna get it <laughs> in, our, in our investigations, in our mystery. I like the tangibility. And it's biting me in the butt right here. This is full you, tangibility just, just on display. Imagine you look at the tablet, yeah. it's down the hallway, yeah. and you just see like like a line of an arm go in, and then the rest of it starts to peek in. And you are just I thought, I, nightmare fuel the man. That sounds terrifying. You're watching too many films, and I like it. Would it be worse to see that, like a figure on the camera, like peek around a corner, or would it be worse to see them just emerging down the hall towards you, right like, out of the darkness? If I saw walking. a figure moving towards me, like a, a, a the kind of skeletal figure that yeah. it comes up with to track, and it's moving, getting bigger. <laughs> Imagine visually, it's just like looking that way, like a just a dark hallway. You like it's, visually it's, can't see anything, and then on this, you just see. It's like the. Um, I don't know. It's like a visual or like modern day version of the uh, the radar pulse in the Alien series. Oh yeah, yeah. Do, didn't do, didn't Paranormal Activity four use a connect? Uh, I think it was four. Yeah. Scares. In, yeah, 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 yeah. But you could also see the light grid, the infrared grid that oh, came out, and yeah, that's how yeah. they visualized the spirit on that because the infrared like beams would mm -hmm. hit it. And so you would essentially see an otherwise translucent figure, but the light would kind of have a 3D shape. Um, that's not what we'll see on this. That's mm -hmm. not how it this the actual system operates. Now we have lots of tech, things that we've used before in previous episodes. We did okay. a whole case files with uh, kind of breaking down some of the stuff that we've used before. However, something else that's new and equally high tech For the audio listeners, I brought out, Fredo, what is this here? It's a glass jar. That's a mason jar right there. It is good for um, jams, jellies, <laughs> fruits, preserves, pickling, um, and I'm hoping a spirit. Now listen, there's a spirit that I'm very much after. If I can get just a piece of them, I would, I would be so happy so to bring just a piece, an offering of a spirit back home with me. My friend from Purdue, we shared a school together. And you went to space without me. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Without me. Without Now, how me. you ask, will I get him into this fine vessel? Right. I did a lot of research. Okay. I oh did God. a lot of crunching numbers. <laughs> All right. What was the first candy to go to space? M&M's. And they've gone on 130 registered flight missions. I think that this is going to be enough to get just a little, like an ounce of Neil. Just a piece. They're not even I'm not looking for a whole meal. I, I don't even want to eat those. <laughs> you can't eat these? Peanut M&Ms are way One gram of protein. Oh, okay. Ooh. Hold on. Ooh. Um, now we're talking. So, so this <laughs> man is turning into mm -hmm. uh, Ed Warren. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just, yeah. You, you know, start bringing I back want, pieces from places we've been to. I want a closet full of trinkets that have a piece of uh, a spirit that I'm after. Now, this one is more of a, a, a cordial handshake where I'm looking uh, for a mutual offering here. If we were back at Penhurst, I would be aggressively putting King into probably a Tupperware of some sort. Um, because, Why well, difference? that's just because he's rude. And that would then protect other people and the other uh, children spirits. You can get a from... Pyrex as his glass. And it's <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, 
this will this will be my uh, evening's event, in addition to the investigation. See, again, do I believe that spectral entities are real? No. Am I fully aware that the odds of me experiencing something are greatly and vastly higher because of this damn show? Yes. I've opened <laughs> you up. I've third, opened your mind. Third year, third time's the charm. Exactly. That's what it's they your say. Turn. That's what they say. I, I just, I just task myself. I don't think you understand. <laughs> okay, like the where where my body, my mind is at right now, <laughs> because this it's once a year. It's just the horrors of a place are described to me, and then I have to go explore the place. Right. It's not even just like you go into the place blind. It's terrifying. You just, you, I go in knowing the things, mm -hmm. and then I still have to go yeah. do it. Yeah, and then I go, this was where this happened. Yeah. Over yeah. there is where they goes. are. This is how it goes, and this is yeah. a big ship. Yeah. Well, boys, this has been the USS Hornet episode. Thank you all so much for listening and continuing to support Red Web. This will be the moment where we point you to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash redwebpod, or search it, however you want to get there. So you can watch the actual investigation version of this. Obviously, you can also go to the Rooster Teeth app if you prefer to watch it there. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go investigate this ship now. Uh, and remember, just like our last investigation, you know, if you're watching the video of us exploring and investigating the ship, um, if you see or hear things, write the time codes in the uh, comments because that was a really unique experience. Yeah, um, there's a ton of stuff that we we didn't catch that you guys did, and we it was very cool. And we explained a lot of it through just trying to cope with the fact that it was just lighting refracting through the camera lens real weird. You might have brought up fish line again. I did. And bring I, was up like, fish I don't think line. we had fish line. <laughs> fish line. I'm just trying to give an excuse for anything. Yeah. Um, no, we'd love to pour over whatever you guys yeah. see, especially if you hear, because I'll be honest with you guys, it is very difficult to pour over hours and hours and hours of yeah. audio looking for EVPs. So if you hear anything, see anything, like Fredo said, yeah. please you guys, leave us time You guys stamps. went to town. You guys were tweaking the brightness and everything like that. And it We was, saw things in motion. Yeah. It was cool. Oh, we did. It was very, very yeah. good. I yeah. forgot about that. So thank you. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to go? No. Well, we're going to go investigate <laughs> Fredo. I'll see you right back here next week. Maybe not here. But, no, no, but no, no. Here. Definitely not here. Here in the heart for another mystery. Oh, yeah.